Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our host, legendary tight end, Jason Dunn, JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, man? You know, I I had to tell you this, man. I, I love when you say legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. I love that. I feel like a legend. I do. I feel like a legend sometimes, man. You know, I just you are. Oh, now I, I appreciate it, man. You you do some of the the, the greatest introductions with that, but uh, everything's going good. Everything's going good. We we end the season of the off season and combine work. Guys getting talked up. What direction are the Chiefs going to go? This is what we're. This is what the offseason is all about. So speculation, right? Rumors and talks and rumors of rumors and all those different things. So I don't know. I'm here for all of it, man. I think we're going to have a good offseason. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what the direction the Chiefs will go, uh, not just with free agency, but also in the draft. So uh, I'm all. I'm all here for it, man. I'm. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. What about yeah, yourself? How you doing? I'm I, I'm doing great, man. I, I I like we said last week. I, we love the off season talk because there's so many. It's like it's one of those things, right? You, you hear rumors, and we can bring it to life with with our with our conversations about oh, how this guy, how how would this guy fit in our offense? What would it look like? Whereas during the regular season, that you know that that is that that's it. That is our roster. That that we're playing that team the following week. That that's it. Off season, we can kind of talk about these things and like. Um, Last week we had the Saquon, uh, you know, us being top five and betting odds to get Saquon. I had so many people were like, "Why are you guys say, talking about this?" I'm like, "Well, we're talking about it because Vegas has us on top five odds. We didn't make the odds. We're we're not the odds makers." <laughs> right, right. True. Yeah, don't get mad at us. You know, it's speculation to talk out here. Uh, but yeah, man, it's look, it, it's going to be that. We know it's going to be every week. It's going to be something else new coming up. Who you know, chasing and talk with this guy, this guy. So we we we've known that Veach has been very uh how how would you say um mm, frugal <laughs> frugal for sure no doubt about that uh, unpredictable is the word I was looking for right yeah. so I, I he's he's definitely those two things unpredictable and frugal uh, and I, I don't see why he would not continue to be in who he is right I don't think hey it's it's been working he's been successful so. Uh, yeah, man. I think it's offseason kind of gives that. I'm looking, I'm, I'm also noticing something too, man. It's offseason. Are you growing a beard? You doing the, the beard thing, man? <laughs> Let it go. Let it, huh? I uh I usually shave on the days of our uh of our show, and uh today I today I didn't shave. <laughs> hey, man, hey, look, I was hey, hoping you weren't gonna notice. Oh, hey, look, it looks good. I, I think, hey man, matter of fact, I, I hear you sound like your voice a little bit deeper. You said that, like oh, we're gonna shave. <laughs> no, so. I'm, I'm hitting puberty at almost 30. So there you go. <laughs> nah, it's it's too patchy. I, I um I picked it, I picked it maybe a few times and uh about a month ago was my nephew's wedding and yeah. I picked my like my neck area. Oh man. 
It was bad. Like I had I had razor burn on my neck. Luckily, the, yeah, the collar covering it, but it was bad, man. I I haven't I've tri- I've trimmed the neck, but I'm, I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna bick uh, again. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, bicks, man. It, it, you never know what you're gonna get with them. I and and it's if I do it, it's only in an emergency. If I didn't mm-hmm. bring like uh, you know maybe some some clippers or something to kind of get it down, or if I'm going to the barber shop to kind of get the trim up together. Mm-hmm. It's the last resort, but it's like, daggone, you got to pay for it, right? Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, coarser hair, curlier hair. Um, you know, that's what you got to deal with, you know. So, yeah, it's rough, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised you noticed that I, I didn't show it's like it's like that. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't get that, I don't get that much. So, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you noticed it really. <laughs> yeah, man, it's true. Hey, hey, it looked like it just it looked like some wisdom right there, just coming out, you know, hard. I, I might shit. Hey, Marcus, my, we might have to sign you going to the Chiefs. Hey, uh, my flag football season starts in three weeks. You know, there's going to be new tape out on me. So if, uh, we need a backup now. So there's potential there. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's, what, that's what I love to hear. <laughs> um, all right. So JD uh, talked about um, speculation and rumors and, you know, obviously combine season. So we're going to get into a little bit of the combine stuff later on the show. But mm-hmm. first, we're going to begin with some um, speculation and rumors. Um Speculation. So we have uh, Peter King um, from uh, NBC Sports, as well as uh, Daniel Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. Um, they both have said some stuff this week that got a lot of attention. Um, so we'll start off with Peter King. So Peter King said, uh, with the Rams looking to move Jalen Ramsey, he thinks the Chiefs should be a potential suitor, um, and it would likely probably cost our first round pick and Rams. I think I read online that Rams haven't had a first round pick since 2016. So they, they really like a, uh, a first round draft pick. Um, but thing is he's owed 17 million this coming season. And then there's an out uh, next uh, following next year's season um, saying the chiefs should go after him. Uh, they, the, the reasons he cited um, is last year. We actually, we didn't create a lot of turnovers um, as far as in the secondary. We end the season. We, we, we came on uh, in the, in the playoffs. We had, we had, we had a, quite a few, uh, but yeah, so that was the, that was the reason why he went with that. That was pretty much his only reason. Um, and then Daniel Jeremiah had one that got a lot of response. Um, and this, with how good this DB draft class is, and how good we were last year, um, and pretty much in Vija's entire tenure of drafting these late round gems uh, with DBs, would it be a smart thing to trade Legere Sneed uh, next year? He's a free agent, probably demand about twenty million uh, open market a year. Um, but he said Trey Legere Sneed gets some more assets. Um, then with those assets, you can draft more young DBs and develop them like we have with Charveris Ward and Legere Sneed. Um, so where do you stand on both of these p- potential ideas, uh, J.D.? Oh, uh, well, hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The whole, uh, you know, I like Peter King. I do. I think Peter is a, a very balanced guy. I really love listening to Peter, actually. Uh I don't know. He's saying that Jalen Ramsey might be a suitor for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I don't know. I, look, let me put it this way. We knew it was going to be rocky, okay, at the beginning of the season with these young guys. We knew that, okay? But we wanted them to develop. And so develop they did toward the end of the season. They started getting better. They started playing as a unit. They started playing, you know, becoming a little bit more experienced, seeing all the, the, the best receivers in a game. And that's what they saw. They saw all the guys in the league, that are the best of the best, okay? And so when you, when you see that, you throw them into the fire early, okay? Then you start molding them into the guys that you want them to be. So Spag's done that, done that with the, with the defense. They have another offseason to kind of get better, learn a little bit more, you know, look over film, talk with each other, getting closer together. And I think with this, this secondary, because they were so young, they're learning together, right? They're getting better together. And so that's what you wanted to be able to do. Uh, you know, a guy like Jalen Ramsey, who is, who is a talented guy. We know, he, look, he's talented. He's a talented corner. Uh, but we watched him get burnt too last year. Okay, so it's not like he's coming over and you're getting a lockdown corner like Dion, right? I'm not telling you anything from Jalen Ramsey. He's very, very talented guy. Takes a lot of chances. He's a good talent. But I think our money could be used elsewhere, right? And you said the same thing like with the Jerry Sneed. That might be a possibility. You know, to you know, unload him on somebody in a trade to get some draft picks. And so we know what the young guys we had last year with with Cook, you know, Watson, um, Williams, all those guys were stellar. They played, they played exceptionally well toward the end of, end of the season. Like I said, and so 
if you're looking to maybe hit, and these guys all hit, they were they were kind of mid to the range picks. They all hit. If you get guys like that this year, which I've heard and you've said this to me, kind of reiterated that there's a lot of talent coming out in this draft with corners. Hey, who's to say you can't get another young guy to come in and buy in, right? And they could they could look, they could help him, you know, pretty much, you know, assimilate. Like, hey, look, we had to learn this, the same thing about what we needed to do. We kind of help you. To, to get faster into this because what we had to learn as, you know, young DBs. And we got, look, we got Nazee Johnson, one of our guys, okay, that's still going to compete, try to get out there. So this talent, we got talent in secondary, no doubt about it. I don't think we need to go out there and get a big name like Jalen Ramsey uh, to bolster our defense. I just don't think we could use that elsewhere. That's, that's where I look at it. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, to, to your point, this isn't the Jalen Ramsey from three years ago. I mean, obviously, you know, especially cornerback, when yeah. you get when you get older in that in that position, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to play in this league. And you, like you said, you got you got burnt quite a bit last year. Um, but yeah, seventeen million just this year alone. Um, that's if we you know and that's if we keep him past uh, next year. Um, if we were to do that trade, but like well, like we talked about, Stephon Diggs at the Super Bowl. Um, the Radio Rose said that these rookies aren't rookies anymore. By this point in time, these guys aren't aren't rookies anymore. And another thing too, talking about upward trajectory. The one thing if our rookies came out and looked like good in the beginning of the season, they kind of like tailed off. Yeah. They only got better as the season went along, and like that's that's one thing. It's like with this group going into next year's or sophomore season in the NFL, it's like, they're really like, and all of them are kind of growing together. It's like, I think the sky's the limit for all these guys, you know, especially Josh Williams, uh, Jalen Watson, obviously McDuffie first round pick. He's a blue chip guy. The other guys we, we, we found later on in the draft. It's like the sky's the limit. Right. I didn't even say McDuffie. True. And that's what I'm just saying that we got, we got DBs all over the place. Yeah. We, like, we have guys, like you said, we're just getting better together. And so, uh, I don't know bringing a guy like 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 Ramsey in will disrupt any of that. I don't I don't know, uh, but to me, uh, if, if this this young group who all understand and they all gone through pretty much the same thing, it's growing pains, right? Like you said, it was just getting better and getting better. I mean, I think to me that that's so promising when you're looking at it in the future. And so as long as every every guy and I think guys are just bought in because Spags and what he's he's demanding for these guys to do, I think they understand it. I think they realize exactly what's being asked of them and they're up to the task. No doubt about it. So uh, maybe a guy like this coming in may send a bad message to these guys. You know what I mean? We got to think about that too. Psychologically, it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Who's, you know, we get, you know, he's good, but Hey, look, we got better too, coach. You know, we here to compete as well. And so, Guys might take that, man, and look at it as a slight, but, you know, I understand it, NFL. But also, too, man, you got to give the confidence. I know Spack has confidence in these young guys, uh, and I think you got to stay there with it. I think you got to stay there with it. But like I said, I think a money should go in different areas, different places to do different things. And if you get a DB in the draft to kind of, uh, you know, get to support the guys that you have, shoot, go that route. What do you make of Daniel Jeremiah saying that he thinks the Chiefs should – maybe consider trading Legere Snee. Legere Snee's a guy, Swiss Army Knife, who's done, who's, I mean, one of our probably, I think, I think last year we had a question on the show, who's the who's the best player in midseason point of the season. I think we, I think you said Legere Snead was, um, or, uh, or on defensively, but like free agent next year, $20 million a year. We did, we did just draft a, a crap ton of DBs. McDuffie looks like he could play. I mean, he can play all over the field too because he's such a sure tackle. He can play corner. He can play in the slot. He can play all over the place. Something that the Sneed has done. Um, what, what, what do you think of that? Especially, you know, you know, he's going to demand a lot of money when he's a free agent next year. So it's like, what, what do we do? Do we capitalize on that right now in trade like we did with Tyreek Hill, knowing that that was coming up in the future? Well, it's tough. It, it is tough. But I think, you know, what you have to do, you got to think about the future. And the balance of it, right? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? And as good as Snead has been, sometimes what you, you end up doing is you outprice yourself in particular teams. And sometimes, look, hey, if the grass is green on the other side for you, hey, by all means, go and go and get that money. Go 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 get it. Hey, if you can get it, go get it. And the Chiefs might be like, man, this is business. You might just want to go a different direction. Hey, we wish you nothing but the best. We wish you nothing but the best, but I just know that might be an, a, a, that it could be the position of what they where they at. I, I get it, I get it. I, I'm I'm sure he gets it too. 
And so when you're going through these negotiations, you got to understand what all is on the table for as far as negotiation. And the thing is, you can't, man, that's the hardest thing to do is remove yourself emotionally from, you know, being at a team and then having to go somewhere else, right? That's hard. I mean, we had to do it with uh, uh, Tyron. We had to do it with Tyreek. And so when you see these guys that you didn't think, well, you know, that guy, like it, cutthroat. Well, yeah, that's the business. It's what it is. But if guys can go down the road and get money and, and, and make another team better, shoot, why not? Why not be that guy? And so it's not a, really a slight to him. Uh, if anything, that's just proving his worth, right? I mean, if you go out there and get $19, 20000000 million, $22 that you're asking for, shoot, go get it. Proud of you. Proud of you, right? Once a cheap, you always be a cheap. So. And they won a ring here, too. So, you know, like that yeah, yeah. will always be always be cemented in the, the Chiefs uh, history. Yeah, and look, and look, I'm I'm not selling him off right now. I'm not saying that right now. I'm not. OK, I'm not. I'm not saying goodbye to Steve <laughs> at all right now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying these things are possibilities. OK, yeah. so and look, uh, fourth round draft pick. He's still playing on that, that contract. I mean, he's definitely he's going to cash in on something big, whether it's with us yes. or someplace else. He's going to get paid. And he should. Yeah. Okay. You put it that way. And he should, right? So it's like like Ward went out. Okay. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we get it. We understand it. Okay. He's got to be able to take care of his family, you know, his interests, you know, for the long haul. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So he's gonna look after their interests. He's got to look after his. Yeah. And I think where Jeremiah is getting this from, I'm obviously needs a free agent next year, but look, he got hurt for like what the one of the first plays that Cincinnati game, and we didn't miss a beat defensively. We 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 were we're younger and cheaper on that side of the ball with the rookies we have. It's like okay, well, we didn't really miss a beat. We could probably bring in somebody else. You know, may not be as good as Legarius Sneed, but we have we have the guys we have on that side of the ball, and we didn't miss a beat against one of the best one of the best receiving cores in, in, in the NFL. So it's like I I do see that. I mean, I I do I, I do see where Jeremiah's thinking there. Hey, listen. Learned this a long time ago. Every day that you're in the NFL, they're trying to replace you, okay? They're trying to find somebody comparable to you so they don't have to pay you that money. That's the business, okay? That's the second part of the business, but it is business, you know, all but none, you know? So there it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's the unfortunate side of the business. But at the end of the day, if you think about it this way, the guy's going to get paid and, hey, that, that that that's it's generation changing money right there for you know his entire family. So no doubt, man. Sure. Um okay, so next question is something that I, I've been thinking about, I've been kind of simmering on it uh since we won the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and just it, it kind of occurred to me how how fast things are happening. Like we literally just won like two two weeks ago, and then yeah. we have a combine right now. So it's like wow, we're really jumping into the uh and then the free agency starts in two weeks, so it's like wow, we're really jumping into the season. Um and Going to five straight AFC Championship games is something we should be should be celebrated. We should be happy about that. Um, but there's hey, one thing. That- I'm sorry. Have you noticed that everybody have us trying to move away from the Super Bowls? Like, ah, okay, you won. Go ahead and move on. Like, no, wait a minute. Hold on. I still got these balloons up. All right. <laughs> I still want to celebrate. I'm going to everywhere. I'm going to wear my my, my Kansas City cap. People are tired of it. I'm like, man, we are still in celebration mode. Yeah, but, but go ahead with your question. I'm still, rocking, I'm still rocking my new merchandise, Burrowhead, my ass. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, I never see that. Oh, good. That's nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but so, and I remember uh, during the uh, the Warriors from like 2016 to, uh, or 2015 to 2019, I remember there was an article and I remember hearing an interview with some of the guys talking about how like they had something called dynasty fatigue. And, you know, it's it's playing long into the summers at way after the season's over when everyone else has been at home for, for months. Uh, the teams that didn't make the playoffs have been at home for months. Some, th- some teams have been at home for weeks. Yeah. And like we, from 2018 to 2022, um, we played a total of 14 games in the playoffs alone. So that's 14 extra weeks we've played going deep into the playoffs, which is a great thing. That's obviously what NFL, every NFL player plays for. It's the dream to play deep into Feb- deep into January and play in February. And that's That's the dream. Um, it's like I consider that I compare that to high school when you're playing when you're playing on Thanksgiving, that's a good thing. You, know, you, should, you should be celebrated by that. Um, but my question to you is 
is that something that like can take a toll on players on, on players bodies playing for so long for so many years consecutively playing into february where everyone's at home kind of recovering and maybe even starting some of their their, their off-season programs and stuff while we're playing and you know we're now we're coming into the combine we're like we literally just finished our season whereas some guys been at home for months yeah no look i i think that's a real thing i, I could definitely see that especially if a guy maybe got nicked up during the season you know, and you're talking about maybe an injury lingers a little bit longer than what you expected it to. You know, so it's the same thing like rehab. You don't quite get on to rehab. You're not quite recovering like you want to. Uh, but I, I say basketball and football is a little different. Okay. I, I know, you know, the Warriors, uh, you know, basketball, they could pick up a game anywhere. You know, they'll go, you know, five on five at the local YMCA. Right. So, I mean, to them, and they will. They're like, sure, we're going to hoop. Let's go out and get it in real quick. And so, Part of their fatigue is, you know, they want to keep themselves fresh and them being just basketball players, man, they're going to they gonna make sure they, they keep working on their craft. They're going to try the new guy that's out there. I don't know, no <laughs> anybody in the NFL world is picking up a whole football uh, game, right? Yeah, you just ain't doing 22 on 22. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's not, it's not going to happen. So uh, I think that's why it's different. But I will say this. Offseason – is a time that you're supposed to rest, okay? You're supposed to have the time off. You're supposed to get away from it, get away from, you know, like you said, the fatigue and just going through it all, uh, you know, the the whole mental side of it, which absolutely directly uh, messes with the physical. Uh, I remember Tom Brady made it, uh, he, made, he was making a point a couple, maybe years ago, maybe a year ago, he was just talking about how guys should just skip the all season. That's what he was saying. And so there's a validity in what he was saying because, Here's a guy that was skipped all season workouts with Belichick and those guys. Got down in Tampa Bay, did the same thing, but he had his own routine, and he felt like his routine was a little bit better suited for what he needed during all season than what he felt like the facility was going to be able to provide. Now that's great for him, but for guys that are young, I think they need that. They need that to to kind of earn their stripes to get to the point of understanding how their body operates. And so when you you kind of got a you know, like a, a finger and a pulse on a guy. Don't let him get too far away. That's a good thing, especially a young guy, because all about it is it's like teaching and learning how to become a professional football player, right? And so all of that is, yeah, hey, look, this is what the dedication needs to be. And so until a guy gets into a routine, it's actually earned those strikes, get a personal trainer, knows where to go work at a workout facility. Uh, I think younger guys, uh, they definitely need that work. A veteran guy, maybe not so much. And so... Uh, that fatigue uh, definitely exists. Guys do necessarily feel it. I'm a big believer that guys need to get away uh, from the facility as long as they can. Voluntary workouts, that's another thing. Voluntary workouts are voluntary. Don't come to a veteran guy, a coach, voluntary workout, but I need for you to be here. Okay, I made my presence felt, but you're going to watch me oh, put this cap on during practice. How about that? Let these young guys go out there, these rookies and first and second year guys go out there and let them compete. Let them get better. So I think these things are all good, man. You've you, you got to explore it. We know that recovery is one of those things that is is, is paramount, especially for, for guys that are physically demanding sport. You have to do it. So. Yeah. Um, so I will say, you know, we talk about basketball players playing pickup throughout the year and stuff. And a lot of them, you know, they, they do tournaments with, with each other and stuff. Do have you have you ever, have you ever heard of uh, any players, skill players playing like flag football in the offseason, like in leagues and stuff? No, 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 man. And you bet not. I, I look, if you if you making X amount of money and you went out there flag football playing, somebody better go and grab you off the field immediately. Immediately. You know what I mean? Seriously, man. You just put everything in jeopardy. Ain't no sense doing that. None whatsoever. So if you say, oh, yeah, man, I played in a flag football game today. Hey, I'll be there in two hours. Come get you. Don't you ever <laughs> do that again. Yeah, Because it'll mess up your money. If something happens, you know, no, no I ain't going to do that. But I, I have never heard a guy like that. No, I haven't. Yeah, and I guess that's why, you know, like even when I remember Mahomes was playing or Veach saw Mahomes playing basketball a couple years ago. I remember he was upset by that. He told me he never wanted to play uh, any kind of pickup basketball or at, in the offseason ever again just for the chance these guys could get hurt doing that. Yeah, I shoot. Uh, if you do it, you gotta you gotta play with somebody who you know. Patrick's playing against somebody who's eight years old. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grow man, 
You know, they're going to try to be like, oh, yeah, I got Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to try to show him what I'm going to do. Next thing you know, he done twisted his ankle. So I get that. Shoot around in the gym, have somebody, you know, you know, go ahead and, and, and lag the balls for you. Other than that, stay away from the whole pickups. Just just, just don't do it. Too much money going ahead. <laughs> too much money at stake. Too much money at stake right now. Not worth it. Stick to golf and that's it. Yeah. Now, look, we now I'm going to say this. So when I was playing, um, you know, we had a you know basketball rim and, and go at the facilities. So guys go up there after working out and go, you know, get a game in. You know, and, and the thing was because all of us are like ex-basketball players. We still want to show that we got it. Really? So I, I remember this funny story <laughs> real quick. Uh, so we go up and we're playing 21. Okay. We're playing 21. Everybody's kind of, you know, 50%, 75, right? You know, you get a couple guys and you get around them. Well, ball goes up. Ball comes off the rim. TG, Tony, Gonzalez comes in. Over everybody, try, and yeah, try to jam. And everybody's like, oh, okay. Uh, let's see where, we see where this is going. So I see everybody get down, lace their shoes up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we we going to act silly right now, huh? This is what we're going to do. And so the, the game just went to a high level after that point, you know. And it took somebody to bring it out of it because everybody had to understand it, right? You know, you shoot on somebody, you know, play good defense, you know, a couple defense, let them shoot, you know, check, self-check. But as soon as Tony came in like that, man, tried to jump over by five, six players, try to dump, oh, and you missed it. Everybody's like, oh, okay, okay. All right. You know, start start spatting up, you know what I mean? Right. You know, so everything changed. Everything changed. <laughs> pull up the, the shorts, playing playing uh, up close Ron Artest defense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, doing that. Shoot, stop putting on the icy hot, bow freeze. Yeah, like, oh, okay, yeah. This ain't going to happen. So – well, the thing with like playing with other professional athletes, obviously you guys all you played basketball. You all, you guys, not all of you, but you know most of you guys have played. You guys have uh, hand-eye coordination. You guys, you guys can play sports. Whereas, like, it's like playing pickup in a gym with randoms. Like, if, like let's say Mahomes went to like LA Fitness and started playing in the basketball court. You don't know what kind of guys are out there. You have guys who have no spatial awareness. You know, like throwing elbows by accident. I'm doing it purposely. You know, just stuff like yeah. that. Whereas. You're playing yeah. with other athletes, you guys. I mean, everyone kind of knows. I mean, what what they're doing out there. It's you know, you're not gonna intentionally hurt someone. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally hurt someone. Um, yeah, it just you know these things do happen. So unless he got you know Orlando Brown Jr. out there running picks for him, you know, it's like <laughs> look, don't even think about it. If you think about getting him, I'm a I'm a I'm a hard check you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, now nah, you don't want you don't want Pat doing that. You know, you don't. Pat, Pat and uh, Orlando should go play pickleball or play tennis, doubles tennis together. Doubles tennis would be good for them too, actually. Doubles tennis, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And we know we know Orlando likes tennis. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when I when I looked at that, just that, I mean, obviously we know we're playing deep into the playoffs every year, but like the fact that we played fourteen games over the last five years, that's crazy. And the playoffs, and that's oh, the whole season. season. Yeah, yeah, it is, but. Like you said, man, it's you know it's that's <laughs> it's a product of you being successful. Yep. Uh, but so, like I said, that, that off season, go ahead and take that time off. But but teams should be able to, you know, adjust, right? So if I'm a you know tailor made everything for a, a team that went deep into the playoffs, they should know that. They should be them and okay, look, we got to do things a little bit different mm-hmm. because we're a different team. Our success is a little bit different from everybody else's, and so the time that we started, what things we do, is going to be at a different time. And I, I, I'm pretty sure teams uh, uh, understand that. I'm sure they got a good uh, grasp of, you know, those things happening. Yeah, and by now, and that's one thing, you know, the Warriors did it, what, for, from, what was the, what was the, what were the numbers, 2015 to 2019. They knew at a certain point, like, what the routine should be because they've done it so much. And, and, and us, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure with these young guys, I'm sure a lot of vets were telling them what, what you know, how, how to kind of ease back into things again. Yeah. Like we we kind of the routine down by now doing this for what, five years now. So right, right, yeah. So I, I think it's now it's big. It's big. It's big for the older guys to talk to the younger guys on how to do it. Like, hey man, look, pay your dues. Sometimes you just got work out bonuses that's already in, you know into your contract, right? Just to keep guys around. Mm. Uh, so some guys are like, look, man, if I needed use, I don't know, however much fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars, take care of my body, I'm at a better space physically, mentally. Uh, emotionally about these things. Uh, some I've seen guys blow off the you know the bonus workout bonus. Like nah, man, I'm I'm good. Oh wow, yeah, no, nah, shoot. Workout bonus. What was that? Just just attending weightlifting sessions, or what, what is that? 
Yeah, yeah. You so sometimes in your workout bonus, just how you structure it, you could say like you're gonna do, I don't know, 50% of the workouts, possibly, uh during the off season, 75, maybe more money. Uh, but guys kind of it, it, so guys do it for two two reasons. One, just money in the off season for one, all right. But number two, just keeping yourself accountable. Okay. So you don't necessarily get away and just, you know, sitting down and not doing anything. And so they're saying, like, look, if I kind of force myself to work out or at least where I'm, I have a facility, everything I need there. If I live in the city too, that's another thing. If guys are living in the city, why not just, shoot, just go in, go work out. You ain't got to be in every single day. Shoot, do three, three days out of a week, however you want to make it, you know? So, uh, but it's easier to kind of doing it that way when you tailor it your way. Uh, but I, I hate teams that sometimes what you'll find out is these new guys, these new coaches, uh, Start bringing this stuff. Oh, I, I need for you to be here and demand that. You know, that like, okay, look, I, I've been playing for, you know, a guy, I've been playing for 10 years. Ain't no way I'm coming in here and, and running around with these rookies, you know, the same way. But I've been playing for 10 years. I got my routine, my TB12 with Tom Brady and my, you know, my guys I work with. It's been successful. Like, I'm at tip top shape. If I come in and I'm not that way, now you have an argument. Right. So is that is that usually done to weed out the veteran players from, from new coaching staffs and regimes? I wouldn't say uh weeding it out. It could possibly be used as, as weeding a guy out, say, you know, you're not dedicated. Uh if you're not gonna be around here, you're looking for a new contract, whatever. Uh we're looking for this young guy. If the young guy is more dedicated than you, hey, let him put the time in. We don't know where you're at. We don't know where you, what you've been doing. It's almost the same thing. Remember, everybody was talking about Hartman. Where's Harmon at? What is he doing? Uh, you know, he's, he's getting anything done, and everybody's calling him lazy, and uh, nobody's know what he's doing. You know, he's out probably working out some at different facilities. Mm-hmm. He has his own routine, so we can be critical of guy, but we don't we don't quite know, right? We don't quite know. Yeah, yeah, that's the bottom line. You know, fans will say things, but we don't really know. So you know, right? right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, combine. So we talked about this, the speculation stuff. Uh, now we have the combine, and combine. You know, it's funny. I feel like in the past, when when the Chiefs weren't so good, um, I I used to be stuck and glued to the combine, like all, all this stuff. You know, you know, when we had a top ten or top fifteen pick, I always like I wanted to see what was going on with the combine. Now it's like okay, uh, I'll catch some of it, um, and also like you know, probably looking at the, the middle tier type guys. Um, you know, the, the second or third rounds, the, the picks we kind of stockpiling. Um, we, we, the ones we've kind of hit on at least. But uh, what I want to ask you, JD, um, with the combine being here, and you know, you got a lot of guys who are going to try to put themselves in the radars um, and move themselves up on draft boards. Based on the Chiefs' needs, and as we watch the combine this weekend, what do you think are the three position groups that fans should be keeping an eye on when they watch the combine this weekend? Uh, three position groups that fans should be keeping an eye on. Okay. So it's pretty much kind of the same for me. Uh, I've talked about our needs. Our, our, our top needs for me, as I assess it, is defensive line. Okay. It could be defensive tackle. Defensive end is another one. Pass rush guy is another thing that we need. And maybe the third, uh, and we're still speculating, shoot, maybe another wide receiver. Okay, so I would say those three more so than anything else. So you got two guys on defense, one on offense, kind of keeping your eye on. That's the pulse that I'm kind of looking at. That's that's I'm saying I need more than anything else because then you know we we know this offseason how we what we're looking at who's who's not going to be here who may not be here as wide receiver in that position. And so if you get a guy kind of in, in a high draft pick, kind of guy that you know could come in and start right now to compete right now that may be a guy that you need, you know, but he's got to be almost a, a no miss guy. You shoot. If you, if you get him, you got to make sure he's a no miss kind of dude. Yeah. And one thing I read that they said, a lot of teams are going to try to with the, you know, they're going to try to come in with those um, to get that 31st pick, the last pick of the first round, because they can potentially get that fifth year option or whatever, whatever it is. Let's say a team wants to trade back and get a quarterback at the end of that round. We might get multiple seconds, maybe an extra second, an extra third. Um, then we kind of can stockpile those middle tier picks. Um, and with, you know, obviously DT, I, I agree with you. I think DT, uh, edge rush. And I want to, I guess. I know, the, where, you, I know where you're going. I already know where you're going. 
I already know you're going. Now I thought about this, but go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna go tight end for for my my third one. Ooh, oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going. Where'd you think I was going? Thought you was gonna go O line, tackle. Yeah, I'm assuming based on the reports, I'm assuming we're gonna we're gonna sign his long term deal. I, I I don't know. I, that's that's what I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, the tackle probably be. I mean, it would be right up there. I mean, I think. If we don't, let, let's say we do, you know, give the tag or we assign him uh, Orlando yeah. Brown for a long-term deal, still need that right tackle spot to be figured yeah. out. So. You need a guy, and if you get if you get multiple, you know, picks, hey, it, it wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a bad pick. You know, Not the two guys we talked about Ohio State, those guys can come in and, and, and definitely play. You can develop those guys, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just kind of bad thinking. But tight end, hey, shoot, I I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I wouldn't personally. Uh, there's some good tight ends, okay. And what I'm gonna do, man? Look, I'm, 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 well, I'm gonna give my guys some love, okay. Guys that I coach, you see this right here, NFL Collegiate Bowl, right? I know everybody was talking about uh, 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 my man. Uh, that's uh, uh, this is the, the, the nephew of. Uh, uh, can, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, the tight end. Yes, he just ran a four or five. Who your your brother was talking about? Uh, oh, um, the dude from Oregon State. Yes, yeah, right. And I was just like, oh, okay, he, I, he ain't the first round pick to me, All right? Yeah, he runs fast. Musgrave, yeah. Musgrave. So that's Bill's, you know, nephew. I like Bill. Bill's, you know, great oh, guy. Is he? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Musgrave's his nephew. If I'm not mistaken, it's his nephew. Uh, and so. He's got that 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 whole understanding of you know how the NFL works. I'm sure you know, learning from his uncle. Uh, but I mean, you know, he he can run a four or five. You know, the thing is, I'm looking at his longevity. I I don't like how many games he's missed over the years and what that. I don't know about the durability. That's a big red flag. It's a big red flag for any team. I'm just gonna be honest here. This is my evaluation uh, because I worked the combine before and I, I work. I know exactly how guys are being evaluated. And so teams, are, if you're going to take a chance on it, know what you're taking a chance on, okay? This guy's over getting hurt in college. He's going to, you know, get into the NFL. And this is no disparaging thing against him. I'm just saying how they base it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, I had, look, six guys that I worked with out there that I could come, that could come in on any team, you know, the Chiefs, and be that guy. You know, so I had, I had Ben Sims, okay? I had, Jaleel uh, uh, Billingsley, okay, that was at Alabama, went to Texas. Uh, ben was at Baylor. I mean, I have uh, Brady Russell, played at Colorado. Brady was recording more of an H-back. He can kind of do it all. I love his style because he can block. All these guys can block. True. Noah Grindorf, you know, he's another guy. You know, North uh, Dakota, incredible. Big guy. Do it all. Uh, Michael uh, Zeke, played at UCLA. Michael A. Hey, Athletic, catch the football, will block, put his nose in there. You know, Cal Patterson, Air Force. I mean, these guys, when I'm telling you, like, stellar guys, guys that I know when I'm sitting there and I'm watching them, I told them, y'all guys have the ability to play on the NFL football team, period. I know that. And I'm looking at them. I know their mindset, you know, just kind of talking to them, getting them ready to see where they was at. And so, you know, it's a process. It's a tedious process from, you know, from when you get finished with college to, you know, getting drafted. I think a couple of guys at the uh, at the combine, but tight end wise, these guys right here they can absolutely play. I would love to have any of these guys on on the Chiefs. Believe me, I, and I, I they got my stamp of approval. They do. So we can bring up a whole lot of different names, but you know, like I said, I got to give my guys some love, man. They, they were incredible dudes, incredible guys. Just to be around, talk to them, had a ball, had a blast with them. Uh, and then also, you know, you, you can you can tell, you know, obviously some of these guys are, are names to us, right? We we just look at their stats and paper. You, you can you can obviously you can feel the love and you know some of the what the teams are doing at the combine, right? We're interviewing these guys, and having face to face with these guys. They can tell. I, I think I've read. I think I watched. Who was it? Uh, it was Hugh Jackson a couple of years ago talking about how like he could tell within the first ten to fifteen seconds uh, of a play how how 
how much a player loves the game by his first first 10 to 15 seconds. It's kind of, it's kind of like a job interview, really. They they can, you know, obviously you, you, you know all about that stuff, but like with the, uh, with, with coaches, but like, yeah, you can, you can place a, a store behind the guys. You got, you got a coach and the one guy you, um, it said, uh, Billingsley from Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's one that's, uh, I, I've seen, he's been flying off draft boards and stuff. They, ha- they have him as a, as a, take anywhere from like a third to fifth round pick as far as I've seen experts have it, but. Well, I mean, Jaleel, could, he can run any route, catch any football, you know, a smart kid understands the game, you know, and he's a baller. He'll, he'll make plays. That's the thing about it. He can make plays. He's he's a guy like, you know, how we we kind of – he was kind of wide receiver transitioning to a, a tight end. Uh, but he, he he loves the spacing. Man. Like, he's just not matchup nightmare. All these guys are, every, every single one of them. You know, and the thing is, we, we I, I kind of tested them. I, see, I wanted to see what they can do. I wanted to see – how they can transition to the NFL, running different routes. And so, you know, all those guys did a, a tremendous job, every single one of them. So, I mean, I, I wish them all but but the best. Uh, but these guys, every single one of them can play in the, in the NFL. Uh, but like you said, you know, if guys are hungry or ready to get into to the NFL, that whole week I evaluated tons of guys, offensive line, D-line, linebackers. You're watching them. In the game, you're seeing what they can do, how they move, how they how they respond. You know, uh, to things maybe not going right or you know going great for them, uh, and so that's big. That's huge for a team. So, yeah, because some guys, it, it, when you go into this 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 part of your your journey, what you got to remove yourself. You got to keep your confidence, but make sure it's not you know your egos the way you you know because then you start thinking like, oh man, look, I'm the best. Like, look, you start getting into the NFL. You got to realize these guys are better than you. They've already been there. And I told him, man, when when you sit there talking about taking food off a guy's table, that's a serious business. You know, like protecting was talking about, I'm gonna take a grown man's job. Well, shoot, you better you better back it up when you're talking about it because that's what you're gonna have to do, mm-hmm. right? That's what you're gonna have to do. So, I mean, he came in, he he he, he, he toiled in the way. Did he it. did it. He did it. Took took some favor. I mean. You know, things happen situationally, but yeah, I mean, hey, we saw what he did with Ronald Jones. We, we moved Ronald Jones to the uh, the inactive list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shoot, hey, hey, you make a guy non existent. But so you had DTDN and receiver. The, the reason why I had tight end over receivers because I mean, I, obviously, everyone's talking about the, the Travis Kelsey succession plan. Obviously, to have the guy come in and from based on what I've read. Um, this tight end class, I, I feel like they say this every year. Oh, this tight, tight this tight end class is the best. Like, every year, whatever position class is the best we've seen. I remember last year they talked about how the, the edge rush class is probably one of the deepest we've seen in so a long time. That's exactly what I'm hearing this year about this one too. So it's like, I don't know. But um, the tight ends, they say it's a deeper class than the receiver class. There's more top end talent with the tight end class than there is with kind of receiver. Like, yeah, there's going to be teams that are obviously going to, you know, they're going to, Draft receiver, maybe overdraft receiver, just to have one in the first two rounds. But like, like two years ago, draft class, those guys would be third or fourth round guys. Whereas, like, you know, this year, a lot of these guys are gonna be, you know, people teams are gonna be pressured to draft in some of these guys because they need to fill a need. Um, yeah. Whereas tight ends, like you mentioned, alone with the guys you coached, on top of the other guys that everyone's raving about between the Notre Dame, uh, Michael Meyer, uh, Dolan Kincaid from Utah, um, incredible. Most- yeah. Musgrave, Tucker Crafts. Tucker Crafts, another one too, the uh, North Dakota State or uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, whichever school that is. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I forget which Dakota that is. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, people are raving about all these guys. Even the Iowa guy, uh, Laporta, Iowa, they have they have a, a long line of successful tight ends coming out of that. So that's also that's like a tight end factory. Yeah. I, look, the reality is, Travis Kelsey is 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 one in a million talent. Yeah. Okay, it's a Hall of Fame tight end. Okay, you, you, you hitting a guy, you get a guy like him, you just no replacing him. Yeah. Just not right. You just hoping the guy produces half of what he's been able to do. Okay, so that's the reality of it. That, that's the reality. And so any of those guys are able to come in because it, it's just not not just it's the rapport he has with Patrick. Right, that, that's 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 what you whew, try to establish. That that's man. When, you, when you're talking about that's your guy, that is your guy. And so, hopefully, this is down the road. You don't have to worry about you know 
down the road for these things. But hey, you got to get prepared because you just you never know, right? I mean, let's say so. Okay, Kelsey is getting up there, but you say you have three to five years with him, right? Yes. Uh, three to five years of Kelsey, you know, being top at his position, which I think he has potential of, of doing that. He's had no knock on wood. He's had no major uh, injuries of anything. Um, he's been pretty healthy. He's pretty much his entire career. Let's say you draft. Let's say we, let's say we move up or one of these top guys falls to us. 31st pick. Yeah. You have what you have that fifth year option with this guy with his first round pick. So you have five years of bit pretty much. It takes us to the potential end of Kelsey's career five years from now. And that's, you know, that's that, 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 that what I don't even know. That, how will that make Kelsey five years from now? That, that's, you know, let's see. So, uh, well, I'll say this. Okay. So I, I wouldn't bank on a guy like it now. You don't know what he's, he's going to be able to do. Shoot. I, I would maybe even look at free agency for a guy uh, possibly coming here that knows the business or what all he needs to do. Kind of got that, you know, a little bit uh, a good understanding uh, about how to get open, finding holes, finding windows. Uh that's a different guy than a guy coming out of college. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason I say that, and, and, and obviously you, you're going to in the argument with uh, my man down there with uh, the Falcons. Okay. He had transcended to the guy that you was expecting to be right. Injuries, obviously the quarterbacks are very, you know, very important. Uh, is it going to be a different guy somewhere else? Maybe possibly Ingram is a guy like, you know, he gets down to Jacksonville. Looked like a different guy, okay? Did he won that guy up in New York where they wanted him to be? Didn't quite pan out that way. Get to Jacksonville, different guy. But a guy like that, like I said, you could get maybe a dude like that in free agency, younger guy, possibly a little bit later. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't bank on a guy tight end coming in right now to say, okay, he's an heir apparent uh, to Travis Kelsey, right? Noah Gray will fit that. He's fitting that mode already. That's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah, you get another guy to support that, no doubt. You could do that. But high pick, I wouldn't. That's just me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, unless, like, we really love, like, you know, Dolan Kincaid is the one everyone talks about right now as the – it's pretty much the top tight ends in the draft class, Eric Kincaid and Meyer, based on all the experts, and everyone's saying they're going to go top 15 um, type thing. Um, if, for whatever reason, we are in love with one of these guys, you know, and, you know, we do that – you have the five year the five year plan, and pretty much he they overlap with each other. You have Kelsey kind of teaching him right, away, right. whatever. But you're right; you, you can't just you I can't, just make, you I can't just make it Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I wouldn't. I hey hey I, hey hey oh yeah, he looks good. <laughs> Move on. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I just you don't want it. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. We got we got we got a bigger fish to fry right now. So to so to that point, I mean, yeah, tight end receiver. Those I think we we say top three, but at least for me, the tight ends like it goes DT, DN, and then tight end. I mean, I'd say that that's it's not it's not even close. The the, the third one on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I think as far as receiver goes, I think we have a lot of uh, uh, Sky Moore, Tony. We don't know what's going to happen with Justin Ross. I think we have a lot of younger guys already in the room yeah. right now. Yes. I think it's bringing the veteran presence in with those guys that I think that will, will probably happen in the off season. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hey, that'd be good. I, I shit. Oops, I'm sorry. I mean, I I would. I, I that I would like. Hey, you know, I would definitely, definitely consider that move. You know, more than others. You know, and then we talk about Robert Woods. I, I guess I like Robert Woods. I like how that that whole thing works with him. You know, if he's not going to be a whole lot of money, so. Yeah, I mean, you, you could definitely. Oh, okay. Well, so I I just did a T hop. I, I want to pull up what what they're saying as far as what they're looking for to to, to trade for him. Yeah. So they're looking for a second or a second or some type of mid mid round pick package. So what is it a second, maybe a fifth or a third and something. Um, but Benjamin Albright, uh, Denver um, uh, writer. Um, he said Kansas City is the team to watch for DeAndre Hopkins. That was yes. That that, that was uh today. So really, okay, yeah. What's what's it cost? I mean, that's what we're looking at it. I mean, if he's, if that's what he's shoot. I, I think Diab would want to come win, and win a ring. Great atmosphere for him to come play in. Wonderful atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So being in Houston and Arizona, man, come to a, a you know 
championship team. Come on over here. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, it just kind of goes to whatever that we've talked about. And like the, the reports are that Juju wants about 15 million a year. Uh, MVS, if, if we keep him on the roster, about 13 million a year. Uh, so that's 28 million between two guys who they, you know, they, they had their, they, they had their, they had their shining spots last year. But yeah. like D Hop, you could put any quarterback with him. And look at his Houston Texans days, even before Watson got there. I mean, he had like, I mean, he, he had some tough, tough times before Watson got there. But like, you know, I just I think Hopkins is one of those is one of the elite talents that you only see in the NFL very very little. And I, to have him on our squad, I mean, for two years, thirty four million, seventeen a year. Oh. And that's the thing you're comparing seventeen million a year to Hopkins' talent, but Juju wants fifteen million dollars a year. It's like eh, if Juju's good, but he's not Hopkins. Oh man, I mean, like I said, Hop man, he could throw the ball anywhere. Both of them, like he's unorthodox and he's running and catching and shoot. So. Pat would love to have a guy like that to throw to, right? It'd be fun. Yeah, the one thing I've seen from some fans is said it's like, I don't want Pat to have to go into the thing, like what, what, have to go into what he was with Tyreek, where if Kelsey wasn't open, he was only looking at Hop, at only only looking at Hill. If he we have Hopkins comes over here, he's only going to stare down Hopkins and he'll go back to Kelsey. It's like, I mean, I, I think he's grown a lot. I, I think this year really made him grow a lot. Having to throw to all these guys, Justin Watson, Marcus Kemp, and the Asian Championship game, I think that's like that's the, the last thing that's going to happen if D Hop comes here. Oh yeah, and, and 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 to be honest with you, I think that's one of those things that you have to, uh, you know, explain. Like, look, here's the thing: we we spread the ball around. You are a number one receiver. We that's what we need a number one receiver. Okay, we need a number one. We don't have a number one receiver. He's the number one guy, no doubt, a receiver. So you still know one receiver. You're gonna get majority of the balls being thrown to you, you know, Kelsey. These young, these other guys around here are gonna get. They gonna get. They cut too. That's just how it is. That's that's the way it works. So don't expect because we don't have we don't have to feed it to you like we did. In, they did in Houston and you know, uh, you know Arizona where they didn't really feed it to him like that in Arizona. I don't think either. Uh, but in Houston they had to feed it to him. Shoot, there, there was no choice. So, but that was that was the. He got to display his talent. He got to display that. So, why wouldn't you want that on the team? Come on. I'm, I'm looking at uh, his 2014. So, 2014 was the second year in the league. 76 catches, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. He had Brian Fitzpatrick uh, as his main quarterback that year for 12 games. Fitzpatrick was a solid veteran quarterback, not yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Um, 2015, uh, 111 catches, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. I'm looking at guys like Tom Savage. Uh, t- Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, TJ Yates. Those were his quarterbacks that year. Gee, wow. I mean, those numbers he put up were like what, what Gonzalez was doing when, he, when, when we had, you know, we went with the kind of tough time with the different quarterbacks every year, like kind of the QB carousel. Right. Yeah. And, they, and that's the thing. That's, you know, a guy is that good where it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, he'll put up numbers. And that's, that's, that's a special thing to, to do because a lot of guys have, are so reliant on that. Right. Right. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, if something comes up with this Hopkins thing, obviously it takes away a receiver from, I think, something to draft. Um, and then you could probably see us going for like a, a, a veteran to fill up a, a, another spot, uh, maybe uh, like a one year kind of incentive deal um, to go with Hopkins to, because, you know, we're going to lose Hardman. Hardman's probably going to get paid a lot of money. Juju's probably going to 15 mil he wants. Um, and then um, Justin Watson, we could probably come back. I, I can see him coming back for something, something small. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of spots to fill in that receiver room. So the fact that there is some kind of noise with us, with Hopkins, man, that's exciting. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, last topic, uh, talk about free agency and guys, you know, um, we talked about Harvey, we talked about Juju, another guy who's been on kind of a lot of, a lot of people are saying one of the biggest dominoes, uh, to fall for the Chiefs this offseason is starting with the future of Frank Clark, um, who's due over $28 million in 2023. Uh, if he's cut, we will save around $21 million. So it's a it's a big deal. Um, a lot of money. Uh, at the Combine on Tuesday, Brett Veach seemed like the Chiefs could get a deal done with Clark that would keep both sides happy. Um, and the quote, he said, we'll probably, to a certain extent, need some cap space. 
We have a long history with Frank and his agent too. He'll be one of the many conversations we have this week and look forward to getting with him and seeing if we can work something out that makes sense for both parties. End quote. JD, you played in the NFL for a very long time. You know GM speak probably better than most of us do. Um, well, what do you think this means, what Brett Veach is saying, and what do you think the Chiefs should do? Uh, GM speak right there. That is, uh, we got a number in our head, and if he's not close to it, uh, goodbye. So that's what that means. And you've been around? Yes, he has. As he's, he's, everything he stated was true, okay? We know Frank Clark. Been around. We're going to try to get something that works for both of us. They got a number in their head. Frank and his base got the number in their head. Okay? If they fall apart on any of that, deuces. That's, that's that's what that means. That's what that means. That's my speculation of it. Okay? It's supposed to, you know, it's, it's supposed to sound good. All right? You just got finished. Look, we just get, got finished winning the Super Bowl. All right? Hey! We ain't gonna be the doom. Hey, we ain't. Hey, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna look for the contract and try to sign. He'd be happy. He's happy. You know, loving to death. Love Frank to death. It's, it's the NFL, man. This is business. This is business. So uh, that's the reality. That's how they, they they're gonna look at it. That's how Frank and them are gonna look at it. <laughs> numbers. It's a numbers game. Pure, pure and simple. So if they can save money because they're looking like, okay, in the future, how does this help our team? Retaining Frank Clark, keeping his contract, how does it help us get better, right? How does it help us go back to the Super Bowl? It's production. Does it want him getting paid this? His presence. Does it want getting paid this? And so uh, all those things got to come into account. Pure and simple. So what do you think the Chiefs are going to do? And, 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 what, and what would you do? Let's say you're Brett Veach. What, 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 are, you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm putting you in the, the, the Brett Veach uh, baseball cap on. Brett Veach, uh, would, hey, listen, uh, we're going to look at the numbers. The number works well for the Chiefs based off what he's been able to production, what he's been doing, and he's willing to sign this deal for this. Cool. I'm all for it. If he's not, then we could, we could just move on. This is just we, we just have to, you know. Shoot, love him to death. Love Frank. I think he we came back, man, uh with the energy reinvigorated with what he wanted to do with his career, changed into like a different guy, had a different uh energy about himself, right? Uh shoot, it was what was needed. That was needed, needed from him. Uh so I'm I'm Britt Beach. That's what I'm gonna do. Hey. Frank, look, man, we love you to death. You know that. You've been here, your family. Uh, that's how we're going to treat you. Um, but this is what we're looking at. We're looking at this for the future. Um, this is where our number is. And so we got to base it off productions. You know, we love you. We ain't taking nothing away from you, but this is our business side, how we're looking at it. Uh, that's what we got to look at. We got to look at our interests. And you got to look at yours. So that's what I would do. So does that mean that I would get rid of Frank Clark? Only if the numbers don't work. Numbers don't work. Hey man, twenty-eight million is a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm look, I'm looking I'm, at last year. I, I, I'm not doing twenty-eight million. Not doing it. Not doing twenty-eight million. I'm not. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that number. I'm not seeing twenty million. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Man, so I mean, last year he did. I mean, he he did that restructure back in March of uh. 2022 so march 18th 2022 so right around free agency um with the beginning of it uh clark agreed to a contract restructure that cleared more than 12.6 million in cap space um yeah clark's base salary drops from 19 million to just 3.725 million that's a pay cut of more than 15 million dollars so like he did do a lot for us last year I mean, that's a lot i mean gosh to, to to do that two years in a row that's tough for a player to do i mean i i, I can't i can't see that happening oh listen hey it's tough but this, this is the business. What ends up happening, what happens is the more money you make, the more expensive you become. That's it, period. That's what happens. And so you can price yourself out of the market because it's like you become too expensive. You know, if you're not in our future plans, then you're just not. Love him to death. Love, shoot. He done everything he needed to do to get himself back, going through uh, the 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 medical issues and things of that nature off the field, 
all those different things. And he bounced back from that. He needs to be commended for that. He's be for what he gave the team last year. Bravo needed to be commended for that. Yeah, but yeah. I know GMs have beat breach uh, <laughs> Brett Veach is right. Talking about frugality, okay. This is this is the deal. Yeah, I mean, like if he were, I mean, to restructure to do some kind of incentive based in the way Dunlap's stats, the way Dunlap's contract was, because what was it? it was one year eight million, but it was incentive based to get to eight million, and I think it was like four guaranteed or something like that. I, I, he, think, I think they're probably looking for something more on along those lines, right? Because what was what was Dunlap's number compared to Frank? So I don't even know at the moment. Can you? I, that that that's why that that's why I was I was thinking that. Um, so Dunlap uh, had last year. Dunlap had. I'm just looking at sacks. I mean, gosh, man, it's almost identical. Um, Dunlap had 14 assisted tackles, four sacks, 39 uh, combined tackles and assisted tackles. Frank Clark stats. This is what. This is no way. This is the same. This, oh my gosh. 39 combined, uh, also t- uh, tackles and, uh, and assisted, uh, 14 assisted as well, uh, and five sacks. So he only had one more sack. This is regular season. Yeah. Only one more sack than uh, Dunlap. That's uh, pretty crazy. And Dunlap had that incentive-based deal. Yeah, yeah, that, no, nah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's where the conversation is. Yeah, you, you're not you're not spending $20 million for guys getting five sacks a year. Just mm-hmm. not. That, to me, it just, it doesn't rhyme right. Doesn't. Shoot. Just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, and also like, gosh, because it'd be great to that. That'd be you know, not one less need because I still think we still need to go after an edge uh, in in the draft. But being able to keep him on some kind of incentive based deal, if you were to, to restructure that and to make it more of an incentive based Dunlap type deal, I'd be happy with having Frank Clark in the locker room. I mean, he's been he's been there for both Super Bowls, and so it's like it'd be great to have him there. You got the veteran presence, and then you also add another and add another young guy, and you had Clark as kind of the mentor vet vet that he was for Carl Office this year. So, like, you, you, you try look as a guy in the league, you're trying to hit the league over the head as much as possible, as fast as possible when you can. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it is. Okay. And so do we know as far as his earning power is behind him now from where he was getting to 20? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Unless he just be able to revamp it to come up like now, and all of a sudden you got to get, shoot, 16 sacks. You got that in you? Shoot, you got that in you, then shoot, we got more money for you. Yeah, and that's, a, that's I think that's the cool thing about doing an incentive-based deal. Obviously, it's better to have the guaranteed money. Um but I think if a guy does think they have it still, but he wants to stay with the team, you make an incentive-based deal, and you think you still have it, you can really you can maximize that entire incentivized deal. But man, he hasn't. I mean, since his breakout season with um, since his 13 sack season with Seattle, that was the year we traded for him. His highest sack total was eight tackles. And obviously, there's more to it, the edge rushers game than just sacks. But just looking at sacks. Eight, six, four and a half, five. That's what he's done with us. So it's like it's it's pretty much gone like this. A little bit of an uptick this year, but hey man. Hey, I don't think you can justify that. Validate getting that type of money. Yeah. Okay. I just I don't see it. I don't see it. So uh Sure, if we can get out there and get that money from somewhere else, man, go do it. I'm, I'm look, I'm all for guys getting paid. I right? 100%. Shoot, get what you can get and hit them over the head as much as you can get, Frank. That's that's how I look at it. So, if you need to put, you know, put the pressure on 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 Beach, you know, then then do it. Do it. Okay? I hope y'all find a, a good deal. Uh but I just don't see Beach and them, you know, giving up somewhere close to that. You know, especially off the production. Yeah, it's it, it just you know you don't see that happen that often where a player restructures to that extent every year. I mean, what to restructure that much? He did with twelve and a half million last year to do that again. You're asking him to do something like that. We're talking in the twenties, possibly going maybe nineteen million or twenty million. Oof, man, that's just yeah, that's not happening. I, I just can't see that happening. And it's cool. He does want to be in Kansas State, so I I hope they reach some kind of agreement, but. Just doesn't they want him to be there. Yeah. <laughs> they want him to be there for the right price. Yeah. 
but we'll, we'll see. That's that they say that's the, the one of the first dominoes to fall to see what happens with that. And obviously, BJ's getting asked about it at the combine. He knows he's got to do something in order to free up some more money for um, if we are to uh, be able to sign um, our guy Orlando Brown for this lucrative deal or maybe a uh, tag uh, and also extend Chris Jones to give us more money, possibly and give him a restructured deal or and also if we are going to be the ones to bring in uh, DeAndre Hopkins at a $17 million a year price tag. I mean, there's, 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 there's so much. I could never be a GM. The whole money aspect thing th- throws me off so hard. I mean, just keep, keep in tabs on all these things, man. Just, it's wild to me. Listen, look, Beach uh, uh, is probably sitting there saying, who's ever asked this question, like, hey, man, listen, hey, order your drink, relax, have a seat, okay? We'll worry about this some other time, okay? We're relaxing right now. We ain't, we ain't fooling with that. We know where yeah. we, we we know where we at. So, well, it's funny because he 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 answered like in that, in that quote. He said, you know, this is a lot of what the combine is. We're talking to the agents and stuff. It's a lot about evaluating these guys, but we're talking to the agents and trying to bring these prices down and you know trying to bring the bargain down. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, and obviously we got the combine this weekend. So remember what JD said, guys. DT, DN, wide receiver. Those those position groups he's looking at, and obviously DT, DN high up on the uh, on the pole on the um on the on the pedestal between uh, those two and uh, receiver. So look at those positions this weekend and, and uh, report back to us on Twitter and let us know what you guys see out there. JD, that does it for us, buddy. Thanks for. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week, and we hope to see what you guys think about the combine and what you guys, who are the takeaways you guys saw. We'd love to hear back from you guys so we can talk about on the show next yeah. week. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We'll see y'all later. All right. TJD. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.